Welcome to Upbringing, where Hannah and Kelty, twins, mothers, and works in progress. Upbringing is a movement that empowers parents to grow up alongside their kids for sanity and social change. Through this podcast, speaking and coaching, we focus on our personal work as parents, the awareness, intention, and approach needed to raise amazing humans while we also get some shit done. Join us to radically redefine kids' resistance as an opportunity to nurture skills and values like consent, nonviolent communication, emotional intelligence, body positivity, and respect. We attempt this by practicing powers beyond control, evidence-based tools that protect our kids' personal freedoms, support their skill building, and better align with how we roll as people. To us, this is the practice of parenting, when we can choose trust over fear, connection over control, and progress over perfection. We're not just raising our kids, we're raising ourselves. Let's show up and grow up. Before we begin today's episode, we want to shout out a podcast that educates and inspires us to better understand racism, the BIPOC experience, and our responsibility to raise anti-racist kids. Akila Richards has hosted Fair of the Free Child since 2016, a lifestyle and parenting podcast about the connection between liberation, learning, and parenting, particularly among BIPOC communities. Parents, educators, unschoolers, and entrepreneurs tune in weekly to connect about unschooling, de-schooling, conscious parenting, and self-directedness. Discussion center, emotional wellness, learning, parenting, self-care, and self-love. Her highly anticipated book, Raising Free People, Unschooling as Liberation and Healing Work from PM Press, will be released this fall. Akila's podcast is an incredible resource we feel so grateful to learn and grow from. We encourage you to broaden your podcast feed to include this inspiring woman's work. Visit today's show notes to learn more about Fair the Free Child podcast. Visit RaisingFreePeople.com to pre-order Akila's upcoming book, and find Akilah on Instagram at Fair of the Free Child. Now on to our Q&A. <laughs> I should put my headphones on. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Oh, man. If you're new to upbringing, welcome. We're happy you're here. Mm-hmm. We are sisters and moms to four kiddos between the ages of three and six. And uh, they inspire challenges every every day. So much. Often. So hard. Yeah. Th- those inspiring challenges. <laughs> We'd like to briefly acknowledge our privilege in being here to talk about and work on these things with all of you. Mm-hmm. And a quick disclaimer that though we have official training in Simplicity Parenting, Positive Discipline, and Rye Foundations, we're not licensed therapists or MDs. No, we're not. Uh, but for those of you new to upbringing um, or who haven't been uh, checking in in a while because things have been a little bit um, different mm-hmm. lately, excuse me, um, this season is uh, all Q&As. That's what we're going with this season. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I'm just grateful. I feel so much better than before. We were having a little tiff. We uh, we were both just struggling to to get motivated. We were we were kind of poking at each For other. <clears throat> but you had the genius idea of watching some Alex Bornstein, Susie Meyerson, Mrs. Maisel mm-hmm. clips. I feel so much better. I feel like the world has infinite possibility. I feel like, yeah, that, that I feel like I could fly uh, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Um, highly recommend it. I would love to hear how all our listeners cope with that when they just need a quick mindset change and our mm-hmm. self-reg techniques, we're, we're not working. We were taking the deep breaths. Mm-hmm. We were, I was like looking outside at the Sometime farm. Deep, sometimes <clears throat> deep breaths are not enough. Well, and then I see you taking deep breaths and I'm like, she's struggling and she's pissed right now. So mm-hmm. I feel like your deep breaths were making me need deep breaths. And it was just, we're, <laughs> it's way, contagious. way too many.
many neuro there's not neuro enough, neurons going on there's not enough air in the air okay um well we've got we've got two notes today that we're going to talk about yeah and for this q a they kind of overlap and are connected mm-hmm. yeah um and i wanted to say too that just oh. a reminder that we we don't have the time and the work uh, opportunities um, quite as much as we did before. So this season of Q and A's are are improv. Speaking of <clears throat> Susie Meyerson and mm-hmm. Mrs. Maisel, they are improv Q and A's. Um, I doubt they will be as funny as a stand up uh, comedy situation, but um, we just we feel like um, we should be focusing on on pulling apart and exploring and hopefully elevating some of the issues that we're all going through right now Mm -hmm. at home with kids. Yeah. And they are very universal too. We've had a few people write in being like, I know you did an episode on this two year old having a tantrum or this, you know, this four year old saying mean words, but I have an eight year old who's saying mean words. So I need an episode on that. Mm -hmm. And we're like, it's all the same. It's all connected, connected, but it's hard to, to hear one thing and to apply it to our own personal lives or personal situations or ages of our kids. So mm-hmm. we're that's what we're trying to do is to to keep getting uh, comfortable in this thinking so that we can more easily apply it to our own lives. Yeah, I agree. Just working on our awareness and thinking, mm-hmm. okay, that's interesting. What what can I take and bring that into my world? Right. Right. Um, so our first uh, note uh, said, Dear upbringing, hope you don't mind me asking, but how do you deal with others who aren't conscious about the words they use around our children? or their reactions to their emotions. I feel like I'm constantly trying to guide and teach my partner how to be more conscious and what words we should use, and it's mentally draining because I feel like I'm doing all the work on this. Or is it just motherhood? I wish I could just insert the knowledge I know on conscious parenting into my partner or father so they're on the same page as me. Not sure if that makes sense, but I feel like it's so hard to be the only person I know trying to change the narrative. Forehead slap emoji. Okay. Yeah. Let's read the second one right away and then we can reply to both. We hear you, sister. Mm -hmm. Next one. Dear upbringing, I have a question about my voice regarding my kids' mistakes becoming their own inner voice someday. Specifically when my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter hits, hurts, pushes my one-and-a-half-year-old daughter. Sometimes the hits are more nuanced and sometimes it seems like a blatant smack to the face. My husband tends to say, that hurt your sister or you just hurt her. Say you're sorry. And sometimes I don't know how to counter. I don't want her to grow up thinking she's mean. And sometimes he'll say that too. That was mean. I tend to stay quiet because I don't want her to think she's being mean. I know there's a million reasons why she hits, but how can I get my husband on board? And what is the right thing to say instead? I've started to say, hmm, that looks like it didn't feel good. How can you help your sister feel better instead of forcing an apology? But they're so young. I feel like this would be easier with older kids. Any help is much appreciated. I listen to all your stuff. Nice. Appreciated. <laughs> no time to redo any of this. We're just moving One on take, forward. Baby. <laughs> yeah. um, wow. Wonderful notes. Thanks so to those grateful. wonderful women for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's very understandable. I, I think mm-hmm. it's something that, that we've struggled with trying to get on the same page, both with our husbands and with our, our parents, our in-laws, these other caregivers mm-hmm. uh, who, who have a different different past, similar cultural conditioning that we mm-hmm. have, but maybe haven't done quite as much reading or personal work um, or practicing mm-hmm. of all of the things that we're, that we're into and that upbringing is about. It's tough. Mm-hmm. And it's really lonely, helpless work sometimes when you feel like you're the only one doing this stuff, mm-hmm. thinking and about this, and reading about this, practicing it. Right. And I think also that 
even that seems like the, the first woman that wrote in that said, God, I'm the only one building this narrative. Mm-hmm. And there are folks who are countering my narrative or just not even picking up on my narrative. And it, again, like you said, it feels lonely. But then there are other folks who are just kind of coming into this and are new mm-hmm. to this type of approach, this more respectful parenting conscious parenting, whatever you want to call it, we call it upbringing, mm-hmm. um, who are saying, I I have this feeling inside me that the way my partner is responding and the way maybe I used to respond just doesn't feel right. I know it's not the best thing for my our relationship, my kids and my relationship, for their relationship with one another, for their the way their brains are being built, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what to say instead yet. I don't have that narrative. All I know is I want a different one. What mm-hmm. do I do? Yeah. You know, so I just want to hold space for both of those situations. We are all on a spectrum of, of coming to the table here saying we want to change up uh, and rewrite the narrative that we've inherited of control, mm-hmm. of binary thinking, of um, fear, Right. Right. Um, and, and be changing that to a narrative of connection and respect, right. And trust. Mm-hmm. And so that's what these women are working so hard to do. And, and all of you listening are doing that. So I just want to show some validation and appreciation yes, for that. Absolutely. Um, I also wanted to touch on the fact that we did an episode on caregiver <clears throat> mm-hmm. clashes that was also a Q and a where we went through 10 things. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have it, they'll have it linked in the show notes, but it's episode 64 mm-hmm. resist Q and a caregiver clashes, parenting on the same page with partners and caregivers. And we're going to be having a guide out there mm-hmm. soon mm-hmm. for everything that we've been trying to work on. And that's been helping. Yeah. But we di- we'll dive into that. We dive into that more in the episode. So we suggest you do that. So we're not redoing the entire episode, mm-hmm. but I think that especially right now, um, a lot of us are parenting, co-parenting with our partners or with another caregiver a lot more than we were before, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then we're also just parenting more and the siblings are together more. And it's just a lot more conflict and a lot more overlap. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's why we wanted to bring this in today, even though we've done an episode on more specifically caregiver clashes, mm-hmm. is to say, yes, this is still an issue. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. We we see you. We hear you. And then how can we be modeling and, and finding that new narrative a little bit? We need to get in there. I feel like we're swirly talking, mm-hmm. but I also want to say we mentioned everything's connected. So you hear an episode on, on mm-hmm. an eight-year-old saying mean words. Let's, let's bring that into a two-year-old. But I want to say that these two questions right here are all connected mm-hmm. in one thing. How can we be leaning in with any human being who is expressing their needs differently, who's struggling in a different way than we are, whether it's our two-year-old or our partner or our mm-hmm. father? Mm-hmm. How can we be using the principles of the resist approach and the connection over correction and honest, vulnerable, authentic communication, mm-hmm. two-way dialogue in this uh, democracy that we want our family to be, mm-hmm. right? It is all connected. It's not, well, I'm going to talk to my partner this way about what's going, what I'm seeing, what I'm not liking, whatever. And I'm going to talk to my kid this way about what I'm seeing that I'm not liking, mm-hmm. right? How can we kind of fuse those together? And I think that's that's the gist <clears throat> of this episode is it's all connected, mm-hmm. you know, and about stepping into our power mm-hmm. as as women, as people who are on this journey growing up alongside our kids um, and, and showing w- what we believe, Mm-hmm. Not even necessarily looking for the perfect words for our kid who's hitting or for our husband who's who's reacting in these absolutely naturally conventional wisdomy ways, mm-hmm. right? Stepping into that power, 
connecting through through all of it and showing and inspiring and leading, mm-hmm. you know, it, as, as opposed to feeling so helpless and trapped and, uh, and misunderstood and confused. How can we kind of pivot? Those things don't go away, mm-hmm. but how can we use those to fuel us, to, to energize us so that we can be, be doing this? I don't know. Well, I think that that the first thing I want to bring up is that the hard stuff's the good stuff. And Mm -hmm. I think that these women are both like, Oh my God, like I'm coming up on conflict or coming up on differences Mm -hmm. and I'm struggling through that. And I feel like it's wearing me down or I feel like I'm helpless to it. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to keep refocusing our mindset and reframing to think these issues with our partners and these issues we're managing for our children are all good and that growth can happen from it Mm -hmm. period. And I also think that it, it's worth saying too, when we're talking about words here, what are the power of words? Mm-hmm. Where I think a lot of folks are like, what, you're really like, you're having a problem with your partner's words or you're you're trying to work so hard on your words and your partner's not using them. Why do words matter so much? It's just fuck, a quick thing. Yeah, they fucking matter. Yeah. I think we talk about it in our weekly Instagram videos a lot with our elements of respect <clears> poster, <throat> mm-hmm. which is just tons of phrases of respectful phrasing during conflict or even outside of conflict to help inspire respectful dialogue, nuanced, thoughtful, neutral, curious, loving connection. Well, and I think I love that. And I think that it's because words have so much power because they go two ways. What words come out of our mouths go backwards and and rewrite our beliefs mm-hmm. about our children, about our partners, about ourselves, and they go forward to influence um, our actions and our behavior. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes I'm like, well, I, you can't say something unless you believe it first, or you can't do something unless you say it first. You mm-hmm. can get really confused, but I think if you just start with the words, then just saying words that we're not used to saying before can rewrite all these beliefs that we had that we've been conditioned with, and they can, it can basically convince us to be approaching these situations differently. So it matters. The words really do matter. Yeah, I think the the woman that wrote in about my words becoming my my kid's inner voice Mm -hmm. is something that we talk about so often. Maybe that kind of put a pin in it for her being Mm -hmm. like, oh gosh. And now she's hearing her partner saying, you're being mean, apologize. And she's thinking, these are the words that are going to become my daughter's inner wisdom saying, when she's struggling, struggling, she'll be saying to Mm -hmm. herself, you're wrong. You're mean. That wasn't nice. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think so much of this is about building that consciousness about the impact of our words, both with our partners and our kids, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Let's talk about the 10, the 10 things that we mentioned in our last episode, just really quickly. Okay. What we can do when we're feeling helpless with a caregiver or a partner um, who's mm-hmm. parenting a little bit differently than we are. Yeah. And that can feel so helpless and so frustrating. And I feel often things that you and I have um, experienced and uh, friends of ours and mm-hmm. coaching clients is we kind of tend to hold it all in until it bottles up and then mm-hmm. we end up screaming or barking something at the partner or mm-hmm. caregiver or whoever it is. Um, which is not great for our relationship, so, which not is not so great, great if the kids happen to be seeing or hearing that stuff. It's not right. ideal. I think when we talk about being on the same page with a partner, I want to be clear that that doesn't mean doing it exactly the same or mm-hmm. you're having your partner do everything you do. Mm-hmm. I think that being on the same page is a, is more like about starting a conversation that's honest and vulnerable and self-aware. And you know, like you and I say, Kel, it's always about, it's a conversation. And so I think we can't be focusing on when we're talking about a partner not saying or doing what we want them to, focusing on their behaviors, what they're saying and doing. We have to say, okay, what are the deeper needs here? Let's have a conversation about this. Mm-hmm. With all the extra time we all have, right? 
I think conversations now are more important than ever. Mm -hmm. I think it was easier to float along. We've gotten so many DMs from people being like, I was kind of floating through, in and out with the kids, in and out with my partner, Mm -hmm. and now things are so chronic. We have to be having those those bigger, more official conversations Mm -hmm. sometimes, right? Absolutely. Okay. The 10 things really quickly to to review, though, is I just want to say it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to be okay. This is a long game situation with our partners. It's not going to change overnight which is unfortunate, but just like raising kids mm-hmm. that we want to get along with that are going to be going into the world doing awesome things, it, it, it takes time. It, it's, it's about our relationship, not about changing them, right? I love fixing that. them. Yes. So what are these 10 things really quickly that folks can unpack in our other podcast episode? What are they about really yeah, quick just well, to plant the seed <clears throat> for them? You want me to speak generally or just dive in? I think just dive in. Okay. Um, the first one is about looking beneath the surface of the caregiver, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that a little bit on Instagram this week as well. What's going on with them? Obviously, there's some stress. Is this coming from fear? Is this coming from the way Mm -hmm. they're talking to our kids that doesn't feel so good? Lack of information. Is it coming from their own childhood? Mm -hmm. Right? Is it they're tired after a long day and so it's coming out this way? It's just giving them the benefit of the doubt. Having some compassion for them about, you know, they're not doing this on purpose. They're not doing this intentionally. They Mm -hmm. are just responding the best way they currently know how, just like our kids do, Mm -hmm. just like we do, right? Number two, mm -hmm. plant seeds in the moment or later, Mm -hmm. right? So just sort of acknowledging the disparity Mm -hmm. between us. I could say something like, I realize the way I interact in these moments isn't the way we've been doing it or the most conventional thing, Mm -hmm. you know, but I'd love you to be on this journey, even if it feels counterintuitive Mm -hmm. or um, just planting little seeds like, oh my gosh, can I tell you, I read this thing. It was so interesting. And we're just planting little seeds about how uh, sort of very neutrally calling out the difference in our parenting approach, mm-hmm. right? I would mm-hmm. say that's kind of the next thing. What is the third thing? Translate is the mm-hmm. third thing. Okay. So we basically have to sort of work as the nuanced middleman. It's a little bit more indirect. It's what we do with our siblings so, often. So for this woman who is watching her partner say things in a way to her two and a half do- year mm-hmm. old daughter that she's not loving, he says, well, you're being mean, mm-hmm. apologize. Right. I, I would just dive in instead of being silent and say something in a translate indirect, indirect way. It looks like you were frustrated or mm-hmm. it sounds like this is making dad a little uncomfortable seeing you two struggle. Mm-hmm. It could be a translation about what you're seeing your partner do. It could be mm-hmm. a translation about what you're seeing your child or children struggling with. Right. right. And, and well, and I think that brings us into number four, which is model, which is mm-hmm. the idea is move through the world in a non-threatening way to show our approach. And mm-hmm. I think that that's what this first person who wrote in was talking about, where she's really trying to just model the narrative and the wording that she is hoping that her partner can pick up. And depending on the partner and what, what's going on with them and how observant or connected or whatever mm-hmm. the full span of situations are, um, the second woman, you know, could be trying to do this, you know, she's not quite sure what to say yet, but with some, some wording and some confidence, I think she could be modeling so much and that could be a relief to her partner. Her mm-hmm. partner could be like, oh my gosh, okay, that wording. Or at the very least, it could spur some conversation. Mm-hmm. So if he's saying, he's noticing she's mean, just saying something different. You're being mean, <laughs> yeah. you're, you know, share with your sister. That's mm-hmm. not nice, whatever it is. And she says, oh my gosh, it seems like you were struggling. Just like mm-hmm. she was starting to say mm-hmm. those things. I would continue to try to say those things in front of my partner if he gives mm-hmm. you a look like what the fuck are you saying lady mm-hmm. that's okay you that's just push okay. we push on forward mm-hmm. and we give him a little knowing glance like i got this honey it's mm-hmm. it's good i got this i know what i'm doing actually mm-hmm. right and maybe we that's an opportunity to connect about it later but well and that's a, f- a f- upcoming step for yeah. sure um but 
but modeling, man, that's like the power mm-hmm. of modeling with our kids, the power of modeling with our partners or other caregivers is, is that we have this opportunity, like we mentioned earlier, to inspire them with mm-hmm. our behavior, mm-hmm. right? With our words, with our, with our, with our, um, with our choices, with the mm-hmm. way we approach, with our tone, our tone shows so much. But and it, I, it is so tricky too, though, that oftentimes though, the way this parenting approach is, is not a quick fix. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't oftentimes using empathy, using our resist approach, quote unquote can, results. Can, yeah, yeah. It proves quote unquote effective. So things calm down immediately. Like a, a woman just wrote in who, who said that she just leaned in with some nodding and validation to her child's yelling and, and upset. And she literally got down to the the calm point so much faster, but that doesn't always happen. Doesn't. Oftentimes, because this is a long game, because we're playing respect for for the long game, partners are like, I'm not seeing your thing working any better than mine. Screaming yeah. for them to go to their room, they actually went to their room. Mm-hmm. When you made this a conversation, it got all drawn out, there was more mm-hmm. crying. Right, where their beliefs are still inhibiting their, them from accepting or understanding what we're doing here. But it's at least starting the conversation modeling, I would say, yeah. where, where you're showing them, I'm doing something different than you. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing it, you know, without critiquing what you're doing necessarily. Right. And I think modeling Directly. can be, if, if you're not used to thinking about your behaviors in front of your partner or other caregiver as a powerful thing and as a tool, mm-hmm. it can be really scary at first feeling like you're sticking your neck out there a little mm-hmm. bit. Like I remember kind of stepping into that power and parenting around my husband's family when when my daughter was first little and being like, oh my gosh, I know this is different than the average parenting situation around <laughs> discipline. People are going to be giving me some looks when my daughter's melting down. I'm like, you're, you're having feelings about that instead of let's go or get it, go, let's leave here mm-hmm. or put that down. I've told you m- many times or whatever it mm-hmm. is. And not to say his parents are like crazy disciplined people, but, no, but it family. was different. But just parenting in front of other people who you know might not have the exact same approach can make you a little self-conscious. And it took me a little bit of practice and time to be like exuding that, um, that, that understanding and feeling it myself. The conviction. The conviction mm-hmm. that I believe this and I'm going to be showing that, that I believe this mm-hmm. and not through a like, you better understand me, but like, I've got this, mm-hmm. that, that calm, confident conviction that mm-hmm. our kids really gravitate towards. Oh, mm-hmm. mom's got it under control. Mm-hmm. Mom looks so calm and relaxed and sure of herself, the way she's handling this, mm-hmm. that I'm going to trust it. And I think that that goes a long way with our partners as well, mm-hmm. who are often very just, they're just reacting rather than responding. And mm-hmm. they could be like, oh my gosh, that's how, that looks great. She looks like she really knows what she's talking about right um what else do we do i mean we circle back number five i'd say circle back with our kids to discuss it directly so this this woman who is 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 observing her husband saying uh, you know that she her daughter's mean i think she could also another option and in addition is Mm -hmm. to circle back with her two and a half year old which I also want to say it's never too early to be talking to our kids about these things. Mm-hmm. And I know that she mentioned, oh, it would be easier with older kids. But no, it no. is it is the perfect time to be starting right now so that when they are older, they're mm-hmm. going to understand all of this, right? Absolutely. So I'd circle back and just say, oh, you know, Papa said, you know, mean. And what he means is he's struggling with your big feelings. Mm-hmm. But you're you're not a mean person. And mm-hmm. we all struggle sometimes. Or you even, know? not even calling out what dad's struggle was, right. but just saying... You and you were struggling with your sister, and you mm-hmm. ended up hitting her, and 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 you were having big feelings about that. How are you doing now? Mm-hmm. So, so you're rewriting kind of some of the the stuff that right. your partner maybe said. 
Um, and then I think this whole list of caregiving stuff that you'll notice in the episode goes from, from the most indirect <laughs> and nuanced to the most direct and hardcore. Yeah. Because I think that, you know, we don't want to start hardcore and like our partner says something and we're like, dude, therapy now. Mm-hmm. No, that's not how it happens. That's we step work- number 10 for a reason. Right, exactly. <laughs> So number six is making a list of our deal breakers and then letting go of the rest. I think oftentimes with our partners, we're like, it's so much stuff. We can feel Mm -hmm. really overwhelmed. And let's just, you know, maybe we're we're harping on them Mm -hmm. so much. Let's just get clear on what things we really want to talk about when they're they're melting down. Okay, that's the time that we really want our partner to maybe change up the way they're approaching it. Yeah. Like sort of <coughs> spending a little bit of time with a pen and paper, differentiating <clears throat> mm-hmm. between things that bug me mm-hmm. and things that a- right. I actually get a little stomach ache watching and feel really anxious about when I see, whether right. it's a whether it's a partner <clears throat> or a grandparent or caregiver, right. just whoever so we can is. focus <clears throat> on working on those because it can't be like, it's just everything you're doing is wrong. Sorry, Basically, buddy. your existence around my kid right. sucks. And I think it can feel that way. I think oftentimes my partner, my husband can feel like I, I do that full thing where it's literally like I'm just critiquing everything everything he's doing. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for him to not take that personally. And Mm -hmm. I think I I oversee that very often. I just totally miss the boat. And then I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, like overlook it. Overlook it. Thank you. If I had someone critiquing me all the time about all the things, like that doesn't feel so great. And Mm -hmm. it's not very productive either. So you you have a list to make, Hannah. I do. Okay. Number seven. So now that we have the list, mm-hmm. maybe we get a little more clear to set a boundary, mm-hmm. right? And th- that could be beforehand in a conversation, or it could be sort of like reasserting that boundary in the mm-hmm. moment. What would that look like? I don't know. What like, about like screen time, for example? Mm-hmm. They're parenting a little differently around. What about safety stuff? What about the way they <clears throat> respond to big feelings or misbehavior, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, I think that's kind of an interim thing is setting a boundary, being like, if your your partner, for example, really doesn't deal well with when your daughter hits your younger daughter, then you could set a boundary in the moment being like, I've got this. So saying, I, it's okay, I'm going to deal with this, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and oftentimes that can help, but it's basically leading you into number eight, which is discussing those boundaries and values in a greater conversation with your mm-hmm. partner. And that's where it's, you're not just managing in the moment, but you're saying, okay, these things have come up. I've been planting seeds. I've been looking beneath your, you know, the, your words for your inner experience. I've been storytelling and modeling. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're still struggling a little. So let's have a real conversation, you know, about these things that I really value that I've made a list about mm-hmm. and let's talk about it. But that's right? so hard. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of us haven't practiced having those direct conversations and mm-hmm. it's really hard with a partner where we're feeling disconnected right now. And it's really hard with a parent or a caregiver who are like, oh my God, I never go to my mom or my father-in-law mm-hmm. and say, hey, I really want to talk to you about something mm-hmm. that maybe maybe we grew up in that same sort of hierarchy mm-hmm. and have to fight up the food chain to get our needs met now as a parent, mm-hmm. right? That's really tricky stuff. It's really hard. We could say something like, I've noticed we're all struggling with this new transition a little. I just want to make sure we're on the same page with parenting stuff mm-hmm. so that we're not giving mixed messages, adding extra stress as opposed to look, I've been doing all this research mm-hmm. and the way you're going about it is is not okay right. or whatever. And I think that finding that, 
getting on that same page and saying, we have these same values, right? Mm -hmm. I think can really go a long way in saying, we love these kids. We've got Mm -hmm. these values that they grow up to be this or that they do this or whatever. Mm -hmm. And saying, that is awesome. Okay, how we go about it, our strategies are just a little different. Or we could go at it with sort of an excited zeal saying, Mm -hmm. I see this thing working. I've been doing some reading Mm -hmm. and I want to know what you think. I want to know how it feels to you, Mm -hmm. right? I've got some evidence-based stuff. I've mm -hmm. been reading some things. I'd love to share them whenever you're ready. Know that, and mm-hmm. I know that you are open and 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 non-judgmental to my to my growth for for us and our family. Mm-hmm. That I'm really excited about. Can I share some of the things as opposed to being like, I have to go now and print out my proof to you about these things because we started the conversation <clears throat> off a little bit on the wrong foot. Mm-hmm. Coming at it in a positive way, saying I'm so excited to have this, these things to share with you. Mm-hmm. It makes it so much less likely that they're going to shit on what you say, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, totally. I think number nine is what we mentioned earlier. So let's say we have a conversation with them. We've done all of these more passive um, uh, things and then we get a little bit more um, direct. direct about it mm-hmm. and it doesn't go that well. And maybe our partner is feeling defensive or maybe our partner is critiquing our approach approach and we're really not able to like really get on the same page with the values so if they're like i i was spanked and i turned out fine mm-hmm. or or our, our daughters don't respond to the, this thing you're doing that's so permissive mm-hmm. you know they need to know they need to be prepared for the world mm-hmm. they need to do what we say they're mm-hmm. not they have to listen or whatever right. what you know partners come to the table with all these beliefs that you're not going to be able to bust in one discussion with them mm-hmm. and i think that's when i would say get some assistance so whether mm-hmm. that's coaching going going to a coach for an hour talk whether that's going to a, a therapist for an hour chat mm-hmm. none of that is 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 as hard as we think it is necessarily mm-hmm. and i think it's a lot better than just going through the groundhog day of fighting and reacting with our partners mm-hmm. we have found that to be the case mm-hmm. um therapy going to therapy couples therapy was so much easier than i mm-hmm. thought it would be mm-hmm. to actually find a person to start going to make a date make one hour a week of time yeah and we can ask our friends what therapist do you recommend mm-hmm. what's worked for you i think more people than we even know or imagine go to therapy or have gone to therapy mm-hmm. and there's just there's nothing shameful about it and it can really help um, us all get on the same page with our partners when we struggle a little bit to find our footing in a conversation about parenting and beyond and we struggle to even make time for that conversation right. to happen yeah, right it's like so true okay too. eight o'clock the kids are down do i really want to hash this shit out with my partner no no, you know, I'd yeah. rather put on an hour long show on a, at a 10 a.m. pre lunch break with my partner mm-hmm. and zoom with someone who's going to actually help us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I think number 10 was something like keep coming back. Uh-huh. Um, you are not nuts. This community is your support system. And I think so yeah. much about it is like I it's OK if you and your partner have different approaches. But I think that um it is so natural to want to be more on the same page, to want to feel seen and heard and validated. And that doesn't happen overnight with partners, but mm-hmm. we're, we want to encourage you to to keep connecting with other people who can give you that validation and who are on the same page and who in talking and learning about this respectful parenting approach can give you the more confidence to be leaning in more with your partner to to work together and to, to kind of get on the same page. Mm-hmm. I think we can feel so alone so often and remembering that we're not alone mm-hmm. can, it can help us um, empower us to keep going to keep that yeah. conversation going. Yeah. We're not alone. We're all connected mm-hmm. yeah. in all of this. Yeah. Do you want to talk for a couple minutes about the sibling? Yeah. The sibling so what wording th- this woman could say in the yeah. moment. So she was saying her two-year-old, let me pull it up here, two and a half-year-old 
hits, hurts, pushes the one and a half year old. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're more nuanced. Sometimes they're more blatant smack to the face. Sure. Mm -hmm. They're fine motor, gross motor skills. They can't always get... Get the target. It was funny when, exactly when she like said that because I was like, sometimes they're more nuanced and sometimes they're a blatant smack to the face. I thought that was like metaphor. Oh, no, no. Like sometimes yeah. the pain I feel mm-hmm. is a little more like in there and sometimes it hurts <clears throat> me so bad to see them struggle right. like that. But I think that th- that's interesting, you know, where, I mean, when I think about it, all of it is dysregulation. Mm-hmm. All of it is, we got to look under under Stress. the, un, right, under the behavior. And so we don't um, uh, like parse behaviors like well if it's a nuanced shove versus a blatant smack my response would be different Mm -mm. not at all I think my response would probably be the same and maybe with the blatant smack I would lean in even more and Mm -hmm. make sure I'm there to help her understand what's going on it's funny because I think that we and we talk about this so often in our live Q&A's and our videos that as parents we have this Mm -hmm. totally unidentified unconscious list of uh, uh, grievances and uh, uh, levels of uh, egregiousness Mm -hmm. in kids behaviors or words Mm -hmm. okay so if they're being a little bit whiny my reaction's this Mm -hmm. if they're being mean to their kid uh, to their sis- sibling or mm-hmm. whatever, I'm going to ramp up my reaction to meet it. Mm-hmm. So basically, we end up controlling and retaliating to meet their level of dysregulation mm-hmm. as opposed to reversing that. So the more dysregulated they are, the more loving and leaning in we need to be. Mm-hmm. It's so counterintuitive. It really is. I think we have to think of a two and a half year old right now too. What What does this child's brain look like? And we can mm-hmm. just briefly do it, but she basically has no prefrontal cortex, which helps her make decisions, weigh judgment, mm-hmm. uh, manage her impulses, um, communicate and become aware of her needs and her feelings. Mm-hmm. That's what we're helping our kids build, <coughs> excuse me, not by focusing on their behavior, but focusing on the needs that created the behavior. Kids act out because they're unaware of their needs and they they are kind of um, uh, like subject to their impulses. And we have to help them understand what those needs are. That's mm-hmm. where our, our work is. I want to say that right? again. You're talking about it as though this partner and all of us in these mm-hmm. tr- tricky moments is focusing on the behavior as opposed to beneath the need. And I don't even think that they're focusing on the behavior. They're focusing on a judgment of the mm-hmm. behavior. Mm-hmm. And that is a whole other thing. If, if they were focusing on the behavior, they'd say, whoa, you're hitting We her. don't hit in we our family. Hit, mm-hmm. Whatever. But this, this person's going straight to you're being mean. Apologize. Mm-hmm. They're focusing on what we really tr- strive so hard to tiptoe sensitively around, the, the, which is our child's sense of self-worth and belonging and who they are and separating who they are from what they're doing, a choice they made, a situation mm-hmm. that happened, whatever well, and it is. And that's why we lean in with love because mm-hmm. we don't want every time, they're going to mess up the rest of their lives. They're going to have big feelings. That. High five. That, that was a bad one. They're going to mess up the rest of their lives. That's how people learn and grow, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to have strong feelings the rest of their lives. That's the human experience, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but if we're connecting through our discipline, what they do with who they are, that that can be really dangerous because then as they move through life, making mistakes and having big feelings, we're conditioning them if we're a little bit harsh or we're saying they're mean or we're creating a negative association with these growth opportunities, mm-hmm. we're conditioning them to say, when I mess up and have big feelings, I'm a bad person. I'm a mean person. I should feel shame. I should mm-hmm. run away. I should be isolated. So our we talk so much about kids learn not by what we say even necessarily, but about how we respond with our mm-hmm. words, with our behaviors. If we lean into our two and a half year old hitting the one and a half year old with saying, oh my gosh, you've got a need going on. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. Let's discover that. I'm going to keep everybody safe. But wow, are you okay? Are you okay? How's mm-hmm. it going Just in like here? Just like this mom was, was trying right. to do. She was trying sure. to do that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, keep doing that is what we're trying to say. Um, and something that, that can be said to the partner in that, mm-hmm. in that time it, within our modeling or within our calling out our differences or any of those stages within the caregiver clash list mm-hmm. is to kind of show, okay, um, I'm, I'm going to keep you safe. So we're verbalizing, not just for our kid in that mm-hmm. moment, but for our husband. I'm going to stop this behavior as in ding, ding. I'm going to stop it. Don't worry, everyone who's judging me and the for way I'm permissive. doing this. Yeah. I'm going to stop this behavior real quick. Okay, and now, and I want to connect with you about this. I'm going to mm-hmm. help you calm down so we can talk. So we're narrating mm-hmm. for both our kid and the other person. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like, how are you, honey? And they're like, why mm-hmm. are you asking them how they are? Right. With a two and a half year old, right. you could say without offending them, you could say, you're struggling and it's hard for you to know the words to use. Mm-hmm. You're, you don't have the words yet. So you use your hands. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hold your hands and help you. And we're going to talk about it together so that you can learn the words to use mm-hmm. next time. You know, and then that's telling the partner, Oh, you're. She's actually teaching them and mm-hmm. and diving in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, That's like super modeling, mm-hmm. but but it works, yeah. and and we just have to keep practicing it. And mm-hmm. it might come out weird the first couple times, mm-hmm. um, but even just saying you're struggling, I'm going to help you. Mm-hmm. You're struggling, I'm here to help mm-hmm. you. When we can't talk about this and learn until we're all calm, mm-hmm. so we're going to calm down for a minute. Mm-hmm. You're so angry right now. What could help your body calm down? Could I give you a hug? Mm-hmm. Could we, you know, before we're going to repair with your sister, like I think it's so automatic where people are like, behavior was done. I'm shaming you about mm-hmm. said behavior. And then you're going and fixing it right yeah. this moment. That moves kids so fast right through the understanding and, think, and awareness phase. Right. right. And right. I think that, that and the we're, calm we're down naturally phase. programmed like this yeah. person's partner to go straight to that. Right. To go straight to this needs to be made better right this moment. And I think that's something that we can say if a partner or a grandparent or whatever says, say you're sorry, that was mean. We could say, we'll get there. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. To say we'll like, to instead that. of I've got this, like mm-hmm. get the fuck out of my way. Mm-hmm. could be like, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get to that right. mom. And, and we'll you, get to that grandpa. And, and you whatever. can go to the one-year-old too and say, oh, wow, she hit you. She must have been feeling really frustrated about something. Are you okay? I'm sorry that this happened. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that this happened. Sometimes... We, we all just get so angry sometimes. We, we lose control of our bodies. That's mm-hmm. what happened. And it sounds silly to say that to a one-year-old, but guess what? The earlier we say these things to one-year-olds, the earlier they pick up and start using them and themselves. The, the and earlier we say to this to one-year-olds, the earlier the two-and-a-half-year-old learns it, and the partner learns exactly. it. Exactly. And it's reinforced for us. So the words we're using in a situation like this, when a two-and-a-half-year-old is hitting a one-and-a-half-year-old, our one-and-a-half-year-old's learning, our two-and-a-half-year-old's learning, our partner's learning, and then we're getting that practice and conviction in doing it too. Mm-hmm. And we can't do it every time though, yeah. right? We, we absolutely can't. And yeah. so much of this, just to kind of wrap this up, is about, like we said earlier, about our role, about stepping into that power, about putting mm-hmm. on our mental suit and our armor, putting on our hat and our mm-hmm. bag and saying, like, I am mom, I am sensitive support staff, I've got this. Mm -hmm. And really taking a moment, a couple deep breaths, step outside the room, whatever it is to regulate ourselves and to gear up to help set up everyone for success, to help make this Mm -hmm. conflict, this challenge, something all of us can grow and learn from and be connected by, Mm -hmm. right? And and it's so easy for us and, and for our partners to be like, 
going in there as the judge and jury, going in there as the hall monitor, going in there as the fix-it police, mm-hmm. right? And and I think that with our presence, with our conviction, with our practicing and our modeling, everyone's going to be learning that we don't need to correct or police our children and that a lot can be accomplished through love and connection and conversation, whether it's with a year-old baby or a 40-year-old dude, mm-hmm. right? I love that, Kelty. I love that. I feel like we could talk about this for so long. We're going to unpack this on Instagram this week. <laughs> Um, I, I just wanted to add more phrasing that we could use for partners, but we just don't have the time, unfortunately. They'll, they'll but, be on Instagram, and we're trying to do so yeah. many quotes and mantras and side-by-sides for people to print out and practice. Mm-hmm. Or just reading through them helps, you mm-hmm. know, just get us in the right, right frame of mind. Mm-hmm. Well, that elements of respect poster we have available for download and like print purchase, all of those phrases that we use with our children, those are the same phrases we can be using with our partner too. Mm -hmm. How's it going with you right now? I'll be here when you want to talk about this. That's all respectful phrasing that they use in couples therapy Mm -hmm. and in with child development, communication 101. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's pretty universal stuff. Um, and it's, and it's, it's meant to inspire us to find our own words that feel good for us and for our families you know it's not like a dogmatic say these exact words thing I think so much about it is saying what resonates for me personally because the words are going to again influence and and impact my tone my beliefs my approach they're all connected and I think that that I just want to say you're not alone in this like Mm -hmm. we're with you in this we're all practicing these things you know and and the more often we can show up with the relaxed it's not this is not an emergency to 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 teach my child or to fix my partner. Mm-hmm. This is going to be okay. They're going to learn through my modeling. They're going to learn through me practicing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be getting more conviction with every opportunity I have in these things that make me want to run away screaming. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start gearing up for and leaning into because I know that's how we get to the other side. That's how we process feelings. That's how we learn through conflict. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then in those moments where we're like, oh my God, white patriarchy, mm-hmm. Read a fucking book, husband, mm-hmm. you know, or this is so hard. These, this patriarchy, these, these systems of control are influencing my behavior in the moment. I don't mm-hmm. know what to say. Let's, let's calm down and we get to have another conversation about it. We get to go back to the drawing board. We get mm-hmm. to listen and learn and it's going to be all right. We got to give mm-hmm. ourselves grace about those things. Absolutely. You know, this is a process. This is our, we call it the fail forward practice that we're on all together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Check out our show notes today. I think we have, it'll be upbringing.co forward slash podcast mm-hmm. forward slash QA4. We'll have all of our little links and things. Mm-hmm. Check out our siblings guide, our surviving mm-hmm. siblings guide for situations exactly like this. We've got like 40 phrases, I think, to mm-hmm. help us find those words, find our voice, find our power mm-hmm. in sensitively supporting sibling struggles. Um, and we could probably be using a lot of that on partner stuff Absolutely. too. Absolutely, <laughs> We're going to have a partner guide coming out yeah. soon too. Yeah. Meet, a, meet us on Instagram. We're doing three videos a week about siblings guides, about respectful speaking examples. Um, and then we do live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific for an hour where we mm-hmm. just connect about all the hard things that are happening. Yeah. DM us, uh, you know, show up and, and write to us in the moment and we'll chat it out or DM us your, your Q&A struggles um, in the meantime that we can explore on this podcast. Mm-hmm. 
subscribe, rate, and review if you have a moment. It helps other people I feel find like us. This is going on forever. <laughs> just keep adding. People have probably stopped listening at this and point. And make yourself some lunch. Don't forget. Mm-hmm. Get some fresh air. Exactly. We're just like adding to their list right mm-hmm. now. Um, thank you to our techie renaissance dude, Alex, for producing this podcast, editing music, all the things. Mm-hmm. And to our incredibly talented friends, Amber Okamura, who does our art, and Mary Schroeder of Making Type, who does all of our lettering. Lastly, thank you for being here. This is messy and incredibly important job being a parent. We're going to make mistakes like we talked about, lots of them, and that is okay because it's how we grow. If you're here, you're doing the work and you're doing an amazing job. We're so proud of you. We're right here with you, taking steps to better understand ourselves, our kids, and one another, one conversation at a time. So thanks for being here. We're all in this together and we're all growing up together. Till next time.